Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my deep diving and surely thriving co-host, Mozzie. Hey, hey, hey. How we doing today? I am swell. I think I pretty much always say swell, but you know, I mean, we're about to talk about football, so I mean, it's hard to, you know, not be swell when we're going to sit here and talk about football. We had some great games last week, some, uh, well, most of them. The last one, not so much, but in general, (laughs) pretty good games. Mm-hmm. And we get some really good games this weekend, so I am I am so excited. Oh my goodness. Every single game this weekend is great. Yeah. And I don't get to say that a whole lot. Yeah, we've we've got three three of them we're really torn about. There's only one we feel decent about. But um mm-hmm. before, before we dive in, how are you doing? Oh, you know. Living the life, living the dream down in DC. Uh whatever. Whenever I hear live in the dream, I, I I feel like that always means the opposite, but I hope it doesn't. <laughs> no, it's great. I uh, get to spend a lot of time on my computer, which I actually really enjoy <laughs> doing a lot of, you know, spreadsheet updating and whatnot. So I'm doing some uh, wine ordering mm. for the restaurant. So getting to taste and sample and bring in some really great wine, great restaurant. So, yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. What about you, man? Yeah, a lot of writing lately, um, you know. Okay. I'm doing this thing called, so I guess it's called like the Seinfeld method where you set aside like a chunk of time to write, usually like an hour. And during that time, you can only, you know, write. You like, you know, you don't have to write, but you can't do anything else. So like, you know, if you're not writing, you're just sitting there, you know, thinking. And so. About what to write. Yeah. Okay. And so I've been doing it for music and then I, I did it for um, like my blog post last weekend for the Saturday slate that, you know, didn't go ideally, but you know. <laughs> got the writing in so there we go well so whether the writing is football or music yeah it's it's been like it's a lot more productive than you think you can get like a lot done an hour if you're just doing that one thing it's kind of crazy <laughs> yeah i uh i used to always do this thing it was just called like i don't know a stream of conscious writing where you just put your hands on the keyboard and you type and mm-hmm. you can't stop typing yeah. sort of like journaling almost Right. That's pretty fun. That's actually really fun to do, especially if you're trying to, you're like, I'm going to write a story and you just put your hands on the keyboard and you end up with the most ridiculous Mad Lib sounding thing, but it's great. <laughs> Bleak blorb. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll, cause even if you, if you are like me and have ADHD, you'll be writing <laughs> in the, and then you'll just suddenly go, oh fuck, oh no, I don't know what to write. So I'm just going to keep typing like this cause I can't stop. And okay. Anyway, the main character, <laughs> <laughs> and that is what you write. <laughs> because you are still writing <laughs> perfect I, I should try, i should try that and see how that goes for me but alas we uh this episode we'll be covering the saturday games uh recording on thursday we're gonna wait until friday until we have a little bit more news to do the sunday games because that first one there's still a lot up in the air but for a lot of injuries and also i i still don't know how i feel about yeah we're still not sure so some some injury news <laughs> might clarify it for us but that last game still a toughie but we, we get into Saturday with uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, the hometown team, going to uh, Tennessee 
to take on the Titans. All right, so we we deliberated over this for what like half an hour. Yeah, we spent a while is... before we recorded to like parse this out. <laughs> this is a very tough one. I suppose if you want to boil it down to the in a nutshell version, it's do you think that the ridiculous offensive talent of Joe Burrow can overcome sort of numbers defending side of the Titans? And mm-hmm. that that's pretty much what it boils down to. If yes, you're picking the Bengals. If no, you're picking them because the numbers. Crunching these numbers, they they do seem to support Tennessee here, right? Yeah, that's kind of what we dug into. Um, so Tennessee's run D been great, um, been great. But you know, if you're if you're the Bengals, you know you got Joe Burrow, you got Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Like you're not as worried about that. But Tennessee's been pretty decent at getting pressure this year, mm-hmm. and we've seen some you know high sack number games allowed by the Bengals this year as well. That you know. It's a little alarming at a certain point. Uh, I, I need to double check if those high sight number games were all losses, but it's looking like uh, yes, they. So like all there are like a few five sat games like Chicago, um, Cleveland, uh, the Chargers, and um, San Fran actually were all the five sat games. Now they did win a four sat game against the Chiefs just recently, but you know once you get to a high sight number, you're probably gonna lose anyway. But I mean, like, an inferior team like Chicago beat them, so... Oh, no, they, they did they did win a high-sack game in Week 1 against Minnesota, I should say. Mm. But that was... That was <laughs> that, that game was really fucky, I remember. But, alas. Yeah, that was Week 1, too. And that yeah. was... But I agree. And uh, it kind of plays into the thing I was looking at, which was this defense of the Titans, which I think is probably yeah. the underrated storyline that most people aren't talking about with, of course, Derrick Henry being back and the monster that he is, yeah. the muscle train that we know and love. And then on the other side, of course, Joe Burrow and them. But the defense of the Titans, I th- I feel like we've been on it all year. Just mm-hmm. they've been getting a lot more pressure than last year. Last year they were horrible um, and they have increased that pressure level significantly. Uh, they do have a new D coordinator this year. That's Shane Bowen. He was a linebacker coach, and he did uh, specifically coach the outside linebackers as a position coach before moving up to D.C. And so I did kind of look at the Bengals and how they've been doing against teams that tend to focus on their linebackers as the strength of their defense. Um, there are, are definitely teams that do that. Um, and it hasn't been great. I would say that most of the really good linebacker teams they've played against were their toughest games. You, I mean, I, just to name a few out, you think of Green Bay. They have the Smiths back there, both Zedarius and Preston. And I think this in general, uh, that's not great. You have the, the Bears, who have a very mm-hmm. good linebacking core and is definitely the strength of their defense. Um, you have the Jets, who were kind of on and off injured all year, but that is... Uh, decent linebacking core especially with cj mosley and you have the browns that they lost to with uh jeremiah awusu kuromoa which is just the one time the other one was you know that was the last game of the year Mm -hmm. and then you have the chargers and san fran so most of those teams that they lost to did have good linebackers Mm -hmm. and what worries me about this one is that the Tennessee defense is now pretty healthy. They're a little sneaky, and they're going to shut down Joe Mixon, and it's going to put a lot of pressure on Burrow, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily the end-all, be-all for Cincy. Yeah, it's that's just <laughs> sort of the idea that the numbers are saying this is probably a Tennessee tree. Yeah, the uh, like, because the thing is, Burrow's been under pressure a lot this year anyway. Is the thing exactly? Like, 
the Bengals, like, he's getting sacked, like, 10% of the time, pretty much. Like, <laughs> like literally 10% of the, the offensive snaps. Mm-hmm. Some, it's a high number. He's, he's, but he's been doing well under pressure, though. Like, he's been producing despite that is a thing. So, right. you know, it, it's, it, he, has, he has been unflappable or whatever the word is exactly. I think that's the word. But Unflappable. Yes. I love it. It's a fun word because it's got it's the word flap word. in it. Flap. But, you know, on, on the Bengals side, you got the aspect of, okay, it, even if they can't run, it's not a huge deal because they've got, you know, burn all those guys. And so if, if you're picking Cincy, it's because they've got all that talent and can, you know, just win a shootout with the Titans. Like, that's the thing is if this game, I mean, let's see what the total is. The total is 47 and a half. Like, if this, you know, if the total busts open, like Cincinnati's probably winning. So right, it's just no, a matter of they the, definitely I, I, are. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It depends a lot on how you think Tennessee's defense, you know, impacts it. And one thing I'm looking at right now is like blitz percentage, and they don't blitz very often for how much pressure they get. So like they blitz the fifth uh, least often. The Raiders are the least often. The Raiders like fucking never blitz. But the Titans don't blitz much. And when you when you're able to get you know a fair amount of pressure without actually blitzing that much. Especially against a pass-heavy team, I think that really kind of lends into their ability to actually like you know keep up some in coverage because like they'll they'll have Janoris Jenkins back, which you know he's not amazing, but it's better than whoever the you know the backup is. They've got Fulton still, so they've got good safeties, and so if if they can get that pressure without blitzing like they've been able to, like that that's their key. Yeah, yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head. Get Henry Rowland. You just have to stop them a few times on defense, control the clock, and, you know, before you know it, the game is over. Yeah. That's, uh, I would say it's it's in Tennessee's favor, but man, it is it's really, tough. really tough to pick against the better quarterback. <laughs> yeah, we, we said, did it once like, last yes. week with, with <laughs> Dallas, but it's, it's usually, we're usually picking the better quarterback, you know, better head coach. And, and this better one, it's close, but I think Vrabel gets a slight edge. But yeah, but and then you know the Bears better quarterback, so it's tough. So and this is all pending on Henry playing. I think if for some reason Henry didn't play, we might switch our pick. But oh yeah, that would be. I mean Dante Foreman's done well just in the scheme of things, <laughs> but uh, I mean Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's he's the muscle train. <laughs> so if he plays, I think he'll do well because Cincinnati. So they are missing Ogan Joby, which is a you know, big hit to the run D. Um, it looks like Hendrickson will play, which is nice. That's a nice boon to the Rundy coming back. But um, oh, yeah. even before Hendrickson went out, the Rundy was kind of struggling a bit last week, um, especially after he went out, of course. But I, I think Henry, you know, if he plays, it's, he's probably mostly full go. I don't think he gets under 20 attempts if he plays. I would be kind of surprised. That's what I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. Pretty good amount of carries. Yeah. And then aside from him, like the offense is him. AJ Brown and Julio Jones and like a lot of AJ Brown. So I think AJ Brown just kind of de facto volume wise kind of slots in as a banger, but Julio's probably going to get more Eli Apple. So <laughs> yeah, that is who you would want to target out of the two between mm-hmm. him and uh Chidobe, like a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah, Julio draws in a very intriguing matchup. I know he hasn't been much for fantasy this year, but there is an extra week to prepare. Um, extra week for him to be healthy. Like, to <laughs> that's be healthy, huge, too. get a little more on page with Tannehill, maybe. Yeah, this Titans team really needed that extra week, man. 
That That's helped huge. them out a lot. I think they could have been an early exit if they had to play week round. Yeah, but. I agree. But so on uh, the Bengal side, Jamar Chase, obviously that dude. Um, the other receivers, though, you know <laughs> that dude, good. <laughs> yeah, that boy, nice. Uh, boy, nice. Higgins, Boyd, Uzi, Mixon. Where where are you at among those guys? Uh, among who your kind of favorite is? Uh, well, the first guy I want to mention is Boyd. I I do feel like all year I've been harping on this weakness in Tennessee's defense, which is their slot play. Mm-hmm. Um, and who uh, and the, who crushed them week eighteen? <laughs> <laughs> that would be senior Daniel Amendola, who yes, yes he is still in the league. I didn't know either. Great. Uh, yeah, he torched them with Davis Mills and the Texans. Isn't that like <laughs> so? You know, this isn't any shade on Amendola, but Tyler Boyd is is a lot a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, deservedly, I also think he'll have a very good game. So I really like the Tyler Boyd pick. But that slot thing also applies to the tight end because I've noticed them able to be gashed by tight ends before. So I also think that Uzama Uzama mm. will continue. Uzi. Big Uzi I do think he has another solid game. Uh, both of those guys are kind of my, if I'm picking any games for the Saturday, they're going to be in my DFS line. I, I like, I like the Boyd. The, uh, it's tough with Uzi because you're also, you're also looking at Kittle in the later game if you're playing, uh, this day, but yeah, I, I, I mean, t- 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 That's t- why tight end, the flex is okay. Yeah. You can, you can always flex a tight end, but, uh, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I know that's you true. love your multiple tight ends. That's like that's the Mozzie special right there. Yeah, I love the, tight end. the tight end baby. That's that's the key. <laughs> but yeah, so with Mixon though, I'm not really that big on Mixon. I kind of mentioned the Titans run D being super strong, and I don't think the Bengals have any reason to want to attack that. So I'm not I'm not really on Mixon here. I'll be interested to see how his pass pro um, stacks up against the rest of the running backs for the Bengals mm-hmm. because. I think ideally they want the best pass pro guy in there. Now, I think Mixon can still catch passes, but if it turns out that, you know, Samaj P. Ryan is actually like a god at blocking, mm-hmm. you might see a little bit more of him in the game just snap count wise. So that does deter me a bit. Yeah. Ne- yeah ne- neither of them have yeah. been great at it, by the way. <laughs> it's got <laughs> okay. like a, it's, you know, Mixon may be marginally better, but neither of them have been like great at it. Yeah. And they I probably do think they'll you. be kind of protecting burrow a bit this game which they Mm -hmm. they're gonna have to be because he needs time to throw yeah that's like a little bit of my worry against uzi is like he's not like a blocking tight end but like he can block and so like i'm you know wondering how much they'll have him block instead of run out that's that's kind of my concern with one of the games tomorrow but yeah that's for that's for later that's for later Mm -hmm. so um like i said i mentioned uh, i was looking at the injuries oh Joby out um suafilo who we talked about like coming back Uh, i don't know if it was on the pod or not but he, because they, they they released him technically once they activated him and then put him back on the practice squad, but um they kind of needed some room for the D line that we mentioned <laughs> being a little hurt. So, and um, if you're playing the just Saturday slate and you do have to pick a defense, um I think either in this game makes sense, but I the Tennessee defense kind of makes some sense here if we're predicting Cincy to pass a lot, win or lose. If you're predicting a lot of passes, that gives you the looks for sacks and interceptions so right i think tennessee defense has a fairly decent upside among the four options like it's just not you don't have a lot of options you're looking at you know against tennessee against the packers or against san fran like 
<laughs> like there's not a lot of I mean against Sanford's obviously better than against Green Bay, but there's not a lot of amazing options, you know. We're looking at on a like a two gamer, so. Right. And especially this if you're just doing Saturday, then yeah. I think that's the smash play. Yeah. And it's, it's a little bit unique. It, I th- don't think it'll be as popular. Yeah, I, I feel like Packers wrong. will be the main pick, which that's obviously, you know, it's Jimmy G, but um <laughs> the Niners run a lot, and so I guess we can kind of transition to that game now. Um we're both picking the Packers here, and I think the the second half of last week is why, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I was prepared to take San Fran mm-hmm. going into this matchup about a week ago. About a week ago. I was <laughs> I was leaning on probably taking the upset here because I have some doubts about Green Bay. And, and the run <laughs> that's definitely something that will come up again. But this particular game, I think Green Bay survives. They just, even with the worst-ranked special teams, um, <laughs> the San Fran at the end of last game almost deserved to lose. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Sh- Sh- Shanny went full Shanny, man. Mm. It was rough. <laughs> it's, it's the sa- It was that same shit that I got so pissed about during that Falcon Super Bowl. They just shelled up. Yeah, ultra-conservative, try-to-waste clock, but, like, so ineffectually. Like, you need to actually sustain drives to waste clock <laughs> yeah uh god just the the total prevent defense you have to get drives going i know that like san fran has this amazing run blocking scheme where they can just punish you with these clever designed runs and then for some reason in the third and fourth quarter when they have a lead they stop doing it or they're they get stopped i don't like i don't know what it is but they're definitely one-dimensional in that aspect yeah, the, well, a lot of the problem was whenever they had something come open, it, Jimmy G just didn't see it or missed it. Like, Well, that's also part I, of I blame Jimmy G like as much as or more than Shanny because if you're, if you're Shanny and you're seeing, you know, you're trying to go for the kill and then your quarterback fucks it up and you have to punt, like, it's, it's hard to not get more conservative, I guess. Like, if you're <laughs> like, okay, like, we have about the same chance. If we just run, let's just run. And then, you know, they end up getting stopped like that. But, yeah, it's... Uh, especially where Jimmy G's, like, got, you know... I think he got a full practice thing, but he's got, you know... He's on the injury report with a shoulder and, like, a finger thing. And he's a quarterback, so... It's funny, because I was reading something about, you know, the Niners not taking Mac Jones. And I think that, ultimately, in the long run, it was better for them to take Trey Lance. And I'll uh-huh. still stick to that. But for this year... For this year, it might have been better to have Yeah, with what they're asking of Jimmy G, <laughs> of Jimmy, if they like, don't feel comfortable with Lance doing that, like, I think Mac Jones could do what Jimmy's doing. I kind of do, too. I Jimmy's been bad. He had some yeah. really, really bad mistakes. That Trent Williams false start that they were at fourth and one, and, or like fourth and a foot, and it pushed him back to fourth and six, that was on Jimmy. Oh, yeah, he he snapped it. He got him to snap it too early before yeah, Williams like, he didn't wait till got he over set. and got set. Yeah. And then, of course, like the misses to Ayuk, like, oh my god! So he was so overthrown on. Yeah, it was rough, but <laughs> so that that is why we're picking Green Bay here. But yeah, so part you know digging into the game a little bit more, I'll start with the San Fran side. I guess Elijah Mitchell is the first one that stands out. Um, San Fran no line really good. Mitchell good. Good. Green Bay Rundy not good. Not good. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so Mitchell's like where I'm at, and I think that's probably you know the consensus option for San Fran but outside of him between I guess I guess pretty much between like you know Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle where are you leading? 
Well, I I mean Debo is Debo. He is just seems to be so ingrained in that offense. It doesn't really matter mm-hmm. who they're playing. He's either gonna he's gonna get used in a way that's gonna gash them. He's either running it or he's catching it. Uh-huh. Um, so I Debo, I'm sure is fine. He might be the most expensive guy on DFS, so I don't know if I would go him there. But you know, he is safe. He is a safe pick. Yeah, he gets get, the ball a lot in right. multiple ways. He's probably getting 15 points as a floor just in general. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I know that a lot of people will be off Kittle because he didn't do much last week, but I got to tell you, I I really feel a Kittle coming on this week. Yeah, and um, we and we talked about the possibility of Kittle might just be run blocking the whole time, and he was run blocking the whole time. Right. I think if the Niners want to have any chance of winning this game, they need to get Kittle involved. And I think they'll try, and they'll put up a fight, um, and I think a lot of that will be because – of Kittle, yeah, they'll 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 need more points this game than last time around to win. I imagine, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, oh, that's definitely, yeah, that's the obviously you know, Kittle, Debo, like are the engines of the like the passing offense. Now, Ayuk, I am not as intrigued by because like he, so like okay, they move their guys around a lot, um, and Debo and I play about about the same amount of slot, but Debo also gets you know that time in the backfield, and so. I think we'll get enough of, like, Jair and Russell Douglas on Ayuk that, like, it kind of makes me not a big fan. Right. So. Oh, man. So, like, I, yeah. I don't know if he's able to beat them. Because, like, I, I assume Jair's, you know, good. If if the guys are coming back, like, for a prolonged injury now, I assume they're, like, good to go. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he will be. The and, Packers, which I guess they're just getting super healthy at the right time. Yeah. Damn when the Titans in, that bio is super helpful. And like the Packers are a super conservative medical staff. So like if their guys are yeah. going, they're they're going. Like Zedarius Smith got designated to return off on a uh, off of IR. He's still technically on it, but he's probably gonna play. They just got they got fucking David Bakhtiari back. He's he's very good <laughs> at what yeah. he does and will be integral in beating that uh Niners pass rush. But, yeah, so they're they're getting their players back at the right time here. Yeah, because uh, Bakht- so yeah, Bakhtiari he hasn't practiced yet this week, but I'm assuming he goes because he got like you know a chunk of time last week. So I think I assume they're just resting him. But yeah, getting Zayas and Jair back is huge. They're actually going to get Randall Cobb back. It sounds like, mm-hmm. but they will not have MVS. Um, hmm. So I do think that Cobb and Lazard actually make okay streams because. Okay, no, surprise, like, Devontae's a banger, duh, against this <laughs> shitty secondary. But wow. Cobb and Lazard will also be against the secondary, and Rodgers trusts Cobb, so. Oh, yeah, he's his guy. So, like, I don't hate going Cobb here, and obviously Lazard has been productive when it's just been him and Adams, but I think, I think you know, don't overlook Randall Cobb here. Never. Everyone else seems to. We don't know why, but. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the Packers do have their... You know, bona fide rushing attack with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Um, how do you feel about them in this matchup? Because the Niners' run D, I think, has been vulnerable this year. Oh, see, I, I was actually about to say the opposite thing. Their run D's been pretty solid this year. It's improved over time. I, at the beginning of the year, it was bad. Yeah, as of late, it's been pretty stout. Like I can, we can check the game logs and make sure, but I was fairly sure it was on the on the stout side we can double it was, check but yeah it's been on the up so do we do you like 
either of them to do well or how do you feel um so i i will say it does depend on bosa like uh-huh. you know him being in or out helps like obviously he's a pass rusher but he you know improves the overall line um so i'm looking back through this they held the the titans run game in check which no henry but still they run a lot um they held the rams run game in check the cowboys run game in check the since he run game in check uh Travis Homer and they got like one long run against them. They held, you know, uh, Dal- they, they held Dalvin Cook in check pretty well too. Like James Robinson did nothing. Like James Conner fucked him up one week and that's been about it. Oh, oh, well, they got it, they got wrecked week 1. Yeah, they, Detroit the ran all over them. <laughs> yeah. They've allowed like two terrible outings pretty much, but they've been fairly good. Except super good lately, like like we said. So Yeah, they've they've definitely gotten better. Yeah, I Obviously, like okay, obviously, like Aaron Jones is gonna cost more for DFS, but I I like him a lot more because I think he's got one. Actually, receiving upside is probably similar, but I think Aaron Jones probably has more receiving upside because they have him run like for like longer routes and stuff. And then also, we've seen games where they get equal touches, and then Aaron Jones gets the touchdowns, which is kind of hilarious because you'd think that you know massive fucking tank of a human being aj dylan would be the vulture but it's actually aaron jones who's the vulture sometimes right <laughs> so I, I would maybe lean him like if they get down in there and they bring in aaron jones as like their weapon in the red zone because like what when they're in the like red zone for passing situations i'd like to get aaron jones in there a lot so exactly but, yeah rogers looks to him he, I mean, he scans the field and he throws the guy open, whoever has the matchup. So yeah, it's, it's Aaron tough Jones for me. Is that. Yeah, because the the run has been super good, but I I I can I'll have to double check the roster percentages. But I'm guessing Aaron Jones comes in pretty low. So yeah, I would say if you think the Niners get the upset, then you probably don't want to take either of them. But mm. there is a pretty good chance Aaron, like I would pay up. I think for Aaron Jones, if I'm doing a Saturday one, yeah, it's because because Henry Mixon and Mitchell are on the slate. Like it's it's a good running back slate for a two gamer, and so the 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 you know the backfield split that's in Green Bay is not going to be you know desirable, and so it's it's one of those things where how much of it is you know there's a split, it's a bad matchup versus like what's what's the roster percentage edge. So that's going to kind of come down to how it shakes out, you know friday evening but right now one that we normally don't talk about but since the options are so much more limited if you're doing a dfs lineup for saturday who's your quarterback i wanted to ask you this um it's tough so i actually this is kind of i this will sort of segue us to the next one we're gonna do tomorrow but not completely so i was looking through pace and kind of trying to figure out where to go and so the Saturday games have some pretty gross pace. So like if you're playing the all weekend slate, like I'm like I'm pretty much ignoring the Saturday games on the weekend slate, aside from like maybe a one off. But these are all slow teams. So on the season, this is uh, you know, if you're if you're thirty second, you're the slowest team. Uh, Cincinnati's twenty fourth, Tennessee's twenty fifth, San Francisco's twenty ninth, Green Bay's thirty first. Um, <laughs> so I, I pulled up since week eleven as well to try to get it. A little more recent. Cincinnati's 19th since week 11, so a little better. But Tennessee's still 26th. San Fran's 30th. Green Bay's 29th. So these are these are some fucking slow-ass teams with Cincinnati showing a little increase. And then like the last like five weeks, they've been even higher. So I think Burrow or Rodgers, because of like... like well, one, the, like the matchups, you know, 
not necessitate it, but encourage it. And then two, I, I they're they're better. And then <laughs> like three, they can both be efficient. But the four for Burrow is I think he has the best shot at a higher pace, higher volume game of uh-huh. any of these guys. Now, if you're going down in price, I prefer Tanny over Jimmy, just because you've seen Tanny have that rushing upside. So like he's mad cheap on Yahoo, so I'll get some of him in, but I don't think I, I don't I don't know if I'll play any Jimmy. Like I actually have him as a mash here because like I I, I don't see them yeah, winning on the Jimmy. back of Jimmy. If they have to rely on Jimmy, I don't think it goes great. So <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like it's tough. So like the the sites had different pricing too. Like actually on Yahoo, Burrow is more expensive. So I'd probably lean Rogers, but on other wow. sites I have, I have to double check what the prices are. I actually haven't looked that much elsewhere this week. I've been looking at more uh basketball and then also just like for football i've looked at more of the matchups and stuff not the like the news and not the you know dfs pricing but for saturday yeah Bur- burrow's probably you know pro- you know price aside i think burrow's got the highest upside but rogers is you know right there and so if rogers is cheaper he might be the lean but just not jimmy <laughs> just not jimmy yeah don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Yeah, like it, the, the mo- so like on DraftKings, we get the 300 yard bonus. Burrow for sure has like the most upside because I think he's mo- the most likely to get 300 yards out of these guys. We've seen oh, yeah. a lot of games where Rodgers gets three touchdowns, even four, and doesn't get 300 yards because they're just so fucking efficient. Yep. <laughs> so like I would like I would lean towards like playing you know Devonte and calling it a day, or like playing Devonte and Kittle and calling it a day, and then just getting the rest of the other game maybe, but. Yeah, or Mitchell and Devontae, however you want to do it, but that's my lean there, just because with the pace and how the funnels will go for these teams. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought up the pace thing because I was curious about that. I knew San Fran and Green Bay were pretty bad. Um, yeah, yeah, that that game's gonna be so fucking slow, <laughs> or like so fucking fast. I mean, I guess either way, it's gonna fly by. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, we'll actually get nice. to go to bed on time. Yeah, yeah exactly, because <laughs> that, that's the later <laughs> game, so it's gonna zoom by, and like the teams on Sunday. I guess spoiler for next time are a lot faster, especially Tampa and Kansas City. Um, this is all neutral pace, by the way. So the neutral script is like within eight points, and then it also excludes like the last two minutes of it, like of the half. So, so like all you know, normal situations. This is the speed they run at. There we go. And then I think if I was doing a kicker, I'd probably take. Uh, I I mean, I'm gonna sound insane, but I'd probably take Crosby. Yeah. Or I, I don't know if any of them do kickers, but, like, if you did something with a kicker like Super Draft, McPherson, mm-hmm. like, in a showdown. What worries me about McPherson is if they do have to go for two a bit. I I tend to like the kicker where they're not – I don't think they'll be down Yeah, too the, much. the favorite team kicker obviously is ideal, but it's Randy, mm-hmm. so. It, yeah, it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, McPherson's just really good, and so – Right. That's kind of part of it. Like, enough to get sacked on, oh, now we got a kick, yeah. What if uh, the Bengals win because Randy Bullock misses all of his kicks? <laughs> <laughs> he is a sleeper agent the whole time. Oh, God. <laughs> Randy Bullock, like, that's actually a hilarious aspect of this. Like, Randy Bullock against the Bengals and his kicks could go. be very important. <laughs> no one expects the fat <laughs> Randy. Fucking <laughs> shit. That's pretty funny. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll pressure on Randy, but um, I'll pressure on Randy. <laughs> yeah. So anything else within the San Fran Green Bay game? Um, like any uh, particular preference on like the secondary receivers or anyone with San Fran? No. Thankfully, they're pretty concentrated for me. Yeah. Like yeah. both of these teams rely on essentially three dudes. With the Packers, it's 
generally speaking, Devontae, Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Jones, and then you you sprinkle in some Lazard and some some Dylan every now and then, and then mm-hmm. San Fran, it's pretty much Kittle, Debo, and Mitchell. Mm-hmm. So we leave out Jimmy in that one. Yeah, <laughs> and some Ayuk, but you know, some, uh, yeah, you mostly some running Ayuk. back, tight end, Debo. I didn't say receiver because Debo kind of you know. <laughs> right, he's does, a wide a good back. Mix. Yeah, they, they've coined wide the new term. Back. He's a wide back. Yeah, he's do, he's doing those pull ups, getting that wide back. Wide back. He's a fucking <clears> tank, though, huh? Um, yeah. How, how can you not? He was someone which I'm bummed that I didn't get him in more leagues, but I did get him in a dynasty league where before hey. the year I'd remember we were like, why is Debo going so far down? Like looking at where Ayuk is going. That's something that's something we'll do after the playoffs. We'll revisit all our like hot takes and like all our you know draft values and stuff because I know Debo is one. I need to see how like the Detroit backfield thing panned out, all that. So, yeah, that was good. I think I was on pace with Pittman, and then Wentz pumpkined. I don't, he, I don't yeah. think he finished there, but he was in the top twenty. Yeah, we had a lot that looked good for like ten weeks, and like I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of like almost, but that's that's how football goes. But uh, alas, that will wrap up our um, Saturday preview. We'll be back pretty soon with the Sunday preview again. We'll have to wait on some injury news, but um, we'll kind of, you know, take the same deep dives where we're able to, you know. Well, there's just a couple of games we can spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes on a game. And it's, you know, still a short enough episode. So, but, um, oh yeah, before we close out, we did pick very well last week. Uh, you went six and oh, I went five and one. The obvious difference being, uh, the Raiders game, but you know, obligation. <laughs> yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You, and, you gotta uh, take your team. Yeah. On the whole regular season, by the way. So we didn't obviously pick every week cause we didn't record every week. Um, you went, uh, 123 and 59. I went 121 and 61. So, you're about a percent higher. You're at 67.6%. Ours is 66.5%. So, you know, we're pretty much batting two-thirds. Which Yeah, two-thirds. Considering solid. we make every pick, I think that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, I don't remember how many weeks we ended up doing of it, but, yeah, whenever we did it, we made every, we picked every game, so. We should have done some parlays last, I should have done some parlays. Yeah, if you had parlayed all six games, you would have made fucking bank. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I would have done a five-game, because you can't, you can't parlay your, your fandom. Exactly, and I <laughs> I would not have disaster. bet on the Rams Cardinals. I probably would have could have done a four game parlay though and felt confident. I really yeah. should have. I I would have felt. I con- see. I I felt by, by the time we got to the Cardinals game, I felt pretty good about the Rams, but it took a bit to get there. But alas, that that now that that will wrap up actually our uh, Saturday preview. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow on Friday to record our Sunday preview. Um, so during our brief hiatus, uh, thank you for tuning in. You can find us on, uh, TikTok and Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle. Uh, I've been posting some like, you know, briefer breakdowns than like the full articles that you can find on, uh, and uh, thank you for joining us and we will be back soon.